Welcome to Project Giveback Connects, an extension of Project Giveback in the classrooms, dedicated to inspiring young students to become empathetic, understanding, and community-minded leaders. Project Giveback Connects offers a dose of inspiration and thoughts for discussion. Each live episode is taped and shared with classroom teachers and their students. Sit back, get cozy, let's get connected. Hello and welcome to season three, episode one of Project Give Back Connects. It's so nice to see you all. This year, we are going to learn from legends, individuals who have wisdom to share with all of us. They're going to share from their own unique lives and experiences. This advice is absolutely precious, and we're so lucky to learn from these legends. Although we are now in an endemic phase of COVID-19, there is a massive wake that is left behind. We are in a mental health crisis, but there's one good thing, and that is there are so many professionals there who are ready to throw us that life jacket. Our first guest is Leanne Matlow. She's one of those people who are there for us. She is a cognitive behavioral therapy counselor. She specializes in anxiety for children and adolescents. She's a teacher and a guidance counselor. We worked together for about 20 years. It was such a treat to work with her. She's a mental health advocate, and she founded the Mental Health Empowerment Day, which is happening live on October 19th in person at the Eglinton Grand. Welcome, Leanne. Thank you, Ellen. It's really my pleasure to be here to talk to you today about Mental Health Empowerment Day, how and why I created it. Um, part of the reason I created it is because of Ellen. She was an inspiration to me with all her things that she's gone out in the world and created to make a difference. Um, and I wanted to channel her energy. Um, Mental Health Empowerment Day was created six years ago by me because I saw a crisis. I saw that there were children and teens in schools and in youth groups and, and summer camps who were really suffering and didn't know where to turn. What was also um, apparent to me is that the adults in their lives, their parents, their coaches, their counselors, also had no idea really how to help someone who, when they were struggling with a mental health issue. And I wanna be really clear, mental health is health. You can't be a physically healthy person without being also mentally healthy. The both go hand in hand and define health. Mental Health Empowerment Day was an idea I had to take something I was already doing on a small scale, helping children and teens and youth one-on-one -on -one with their mental health challenges as a CBT counselor, and how to spread it widely. The goals of this organization were threefold. We wanted to educate people. We wanted to teach them about what men's health is and what it isn't when there is a crisis, how to avoid a crisis. Education is always really critical. You can't solve a problem unless you really understand it. The second one was to end stigma. Thankfully, in the younger generations, people are much more willing um, to talk about their mental health, being able to understand that um, it's okay, that the more we talk about it, the more better going to be able to solve people's problems. Um, 
and that no one is alone, which led to the third reason, which is building community. If you or someone you know, someone in your family, a friend is struggling with some sort of issue, it feels very lonely and you don't know who to turn to and you feel often like you're the only one who's dealing with the issue. So Mental Health Empowerment Day was created to end those three things, which leads me quickly to the three pieces of advice that I would give a young person um, that hopefully follows in the vein of what I was able to do. One is um, if you see something, say something. It's really important if you see that there's a crisis to step up, to make noise, to talk to administrators, parents, anyone, um, because silence never solves a problem, whether it's bullying, racism, anything that you see, mental health, of course, you really have to be someone who's willing to stand up and say, I see a problem. Second thing is um, there's a great power in education. Um, there's so many things that I hear from clients about um, learning diagnoses and vocabulary that they're getting off TikTok or other um social media apps, it's really important to understand the words that you're using to not label yourself or someone else. Often mental health is viewed as a very silent diagnosis um, that people don't see a crutch or a pair of glasses or um, some sort of um, device. So they feel everyone is okay. I think it's really important to um, to understand and to um, educate yourself so you can be a better ally, a better friend to someone, and of course, uh, begin to heal yourself because at the end, we each own our own mental health. And the last piece I would say is to be optimistic and hopeful. There is always help. There is always hope. Um, you have a choice in this world, whether to see it as a big, scary, negative place or to be it, to see it as a place that you can make a difference in that you can help, that you can um, be part of a solution instead of part of a problem. Um, I'm very excited this year for our sixth annual event to be bringing Mind Up to Canada and to um, an audience of people that are going to be able to learn to end stigma and build community. And I hope that all of you will do that um, wherever you are. Um, and I'm very excited to be here with you. And now you're going to meet a very special individual who is part of Mind Up. Thank you, Ellen, and um, keep doing the good work. Next up, we have a passionate speaker, educator, and entrepreneur, Dido Bala. He's the founder of Fit Lit. Its mission is a mixed curriculum of fitness and literacy to empower youth. He has positively impacted thousands of parents, students, and educators. He is currently the head of education for the Goldie Hawn Foundation, focusing on the mind up for life in schools, communities, and families. I've heard so many amazing things about this man, and it's so nice to have him here with us tonight. Welcome, Dito. Thank you so much for that introduction, Ellen. I'm Dido Bala, and I'm here in Florida, and I feel very grateful to be talking to you. Even though I am currently sitting here in the south of Florida, I am from Cameroon originally, which is in West Africa, 6,000 miles away from here. So my first message to all those who are watching is that if you think about somebody who was born 6,000 miles away in Cameroon and moved here 
in 2008, not speaking English, and has now had a career as an educator teaching English to other English language learners and to native English speakers. If that's happening, that has to tell you something about the power that you have in you, which is you can accomplish anything you want to accomplish. So my first message, my first lesson to share with you today is that you, within you, have everything that you need to achieve what you want to achieve. And often for young people, we are told that somebody else needs to be telling us what to do. We should look to somebody else, a parent, a teacher, a peer, to help us do what we want to do. But my message to you is that you have all the answers within. And that person that you're looking for is you. When I decided to move into the US, I did not know anybody here. I didn't speak the language. I had never applied to a school on my own. And yet something inside me always pushed me to try to do what I wanted to do without waiting for somebody else to help me. And so instead of thinking, what can I not do? I thought, what can I do? Instead of thinking, what can I, what do I not have? I thought, what do I have? And I had a brain to, a brain to think and I could write some emails in French and then translate them into English. And that's how I communicated with the school. And even though nobody around me had ever gone to school in the, in the, in the US, I applied to the school, got admitted into the school, went through all the steps to interview and move into a new country where I knew nobody, I didn't speak the language, and I still made it somehow. Why? Because from a very young age, I knew that the answers were within. The same thing happened when I chose to become an educator and I told people I was going to be teaching English, even though I had just learned English. The same thing also happened when I told folks that I wanted to create a nonprofit organization that would blend the two things I'm the most passionate about, fitness and literacy. They said, well, that doesn't really make sense. Who mixes literacy and fitness? And I said, well, I will. The through line there again is that if you want to do it, don't wait for somebody else to show you how to do it or to do it for you. You try. But if it doesn't work one way, just try the other way because the most beautiful thing about you is your brain. The most important part of your body, of yourself, is your brain. And the people who control your brains control you. And that's why you have folks around you who sometimes want to push your buttons. It's almost as if they want to come with a remote control and push a button to trigger you to expect a certain reaction. Well, I don't allow anybody to use a remote control to push my buttons. I try to work as hard as I can to stay in charge of my own brain. So that's one more lesson for you. Practice understanding how your brain works because if you understand your brain, you understand your life. Let me say it again. Practice understanding how your brain works because if you understand your brain, you understand your life. Anybody who has a clear understanding of what are the things that typically happens to me and make my brain act, respond this or that way, and then work on controlling that is better off in achieving those goals. So the second principle after understanding your brain to understand your life is it's important for you to practice emotion regulation daily. Every single human being is an emotional being. We tend to hear messages about how wrong it is to be emotional, how we should be ashamed to be emotional. That doesn't make any sense. Any human being who exists is an emotional human being. So what you need to do instead is embrace those emotions. And how do you do that? Is by knowing your own emotional profile. What are the things that tend to 
bring a strong emotional reaction in you? And how can you practice controlling it? Even if it's for something as simple as mindful breathing to calm your emotions, with something as simple as reading a book that takes you away from the triggering situation, or something as simple as coloring or taking a walk, whatever it is that works for you to regulate your emotions, practice them every single day. Because the beautiful thing about your brain is that you can change it. And the more you practice regulating your own emotions, the more when somebody from the outside comes and wants to trigger your emotions, they can't do it. You are in charge. And then the third thing is that I want you to spend as much time as possible making kindness, optimism, and gratitude part of your DNA. You have those things in you. The world is full of optimism, kindness, and gratitude. However, your brain and the people around you sometimes unintentionally want to push you to always think about the things that you don't have, the things that are not working, and the things that are negative and mean and nasty. Don't be one of those people. Do the opposite. When something happens to you that you don't control, even when it's negative, sit with that feeling and then remember that you can understand your brain and you can regulate your own emotions and you can practice scanning the world for the optimism, for the kindness and for the gratitude. If you do that, you will realize that you actually change your brain. And someone like me who has learned how to try to do something one way and when it doesn't work out, I do it a different way. What has happened over time is that my brain is actually different now. So any goal that I have, if I try to achieve it one way and it does not work, my brain smiles and I know I can try a different way. And it is very easy for me to do that because I have rewired my brain. You can do that too. So my final word for you is that if you are listening to me right now, is that you are enough as you are and all you can be is yourself. There is nothing wrong with you. If there are things that are happening in your life that are making you feel bad about who you are, remember, you have control. You can do something about it. And you are enough just as you are. Just don't let anybody else have that remote control. You take charge of your own life. and You can accomplish anything you want. Have a good one. Next up is a young man who is a true giver. I met him when he was very young, still in single digits. He used to come over and sing to our son, Jakey, on Sundays. He is still a regular performer at our ongoing Sunday jams, which happen every Sunday since COVID started. It's a community for all ages and all abilities. Ethan continues to follow his passion and is now a student at the Toronto Metropolitan University in the Media Production Program. He's here with us. What a treat. Welcome, Ethan Young. So before I start today, I want to talk a little bit about how giving back really can positively help your mental health. Um, I'm going to keep it short and sweet, but um, all I wanted to really say is Giving back, whatever it is, whether if it's for me, singing at fundraisers or helping my mom with the homeless community, it gives you so much joy and happiness. Um, and what I want to say is if, if you think about how much joy and happiness that gives you, imagine what it's giving the other person. So I think that's what's really important. And 
if everyone were to give back often, we would be living in a much better world. So, yeah. So today I'm going to be singing Killing Me Softly with his song, um, but the Fuji's version. So here it goes. Strumming my pain with his fingers, singing my life with his words, oh, killing me softly with his song, killing me softly with his song, telling my whole life with his words, killing me softly. With his song I heard he sang a good song I heard he had a style And so I came to see him And listen for a while And there he was, that young boy a stranger to my eyes, strumming my pain with his fingers, singing my life with his words, oh, killing me softly with his song, killing me softly with his song, telling my whole life. With his words killing me softly With his song Whoa, whoa, I, la, 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 whoa, la, Thank you so much, Ellen, for having me back on again. And now it's time for Kindness Corner with Lindsay at One to Give. Welcome, Lindsay. Hi, everyone. At One to Give, we always get um, asks about what to do with gently used clothing. The donation bins that you see in parking lots and buildings often end up being sold for textiles or being brought overseas to landfills. We're always looking for an organization that we can feel good about giving our gently used clothing, shoes, and accessories to. Enter New Circles. New Circles displays their donations like a retail store where people can walk and shop for exactly what they need. There's dignity in that process. New Circles also provides assistance like help with job finding and interview training. It's far more than just a used clothing store. One thing that they often need are gently used shoes. At One to Give, we've been collecting kids to adults shoes, seasonally appropriate, no sandals. And so far, we've collected over 900 pairs. If you have any gently used shoes that you would like us to pass on, which will go to the best home possible, New Circles, please reach out to us on Instagram or send us an email and we'll hook you up with a drop spot around the city. And as always, let's remember that kindness is contagious. Thank you to the special guests for coming out today. Please share this episode with anyone who you think might benefit 
from this show. As always, my message to you is to be kind to one another. Let's embrace one another. Let's learn from one another. And we'll see you in a few weeks. Bye, everyone. Open your heart today.